Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries of the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week, I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. Before I go into the episode, I have an update for something I've already looked at. Back in episode 33, I looked at the mystery of Cleopatra's tomb. During the episode, I spoke about Kathleen Martinez, an archaeologist who's been looking for the tomb under Tapasiris Magna, a temple to Osiris. Her team have found a tunnel under the temple. It's six and a half feet tall and 4,300 feet long. The entrance to the tunnel is a shaft that leads vertically down around 43 feet. Part of the tunnel is submerged in water, which is believed to have resulted from several earthquakes that hit the region between 320 and 1303 BCE. The tunnel is believed to be an exact replica of the uh, Eupalinos Tunnel in Greece, located on the island of Samos, and considered to be one of the most important feats of engineering achievements of antiquity. Martinez has said that this is the first time that any archaeologist has found tunnels and passages underground and inside the enclosure walls of the temple. It's a massive find, and although she still hasn't found the tomb, this could give us some answers that might end the mystery. That's all I've got as an update, so let's get on with the episode. The episode this week is a science episode. We're looking at something that's been looked at for a while and is still questioned to this day. We're looking at dark matter and dark energy. By the early 1990s, scientists were certain about the universe expanding. They were also discussing whether the universe had enough energy density to stop the expansion, which would cause its collapse or whether the energy density was low enough that it would never stop expanding. If that was the case, gravity would likely slow that expansion. If the universe's expansion is slowing down, it's not been observed. What we do know was that the universe is full of matter and that gravity was pulling everything together. In 1998, the Hubble Space Telescope was looking at distance, distant supernovae. These viewings showed that the universe's expansion was actually slower in the past. This discovery suggested that gravity hadn't been the reason that expansion had slowed. In fact, it appeared to be that the expansion of the universe was accelerating. This idea was un entirely unexpected and there wasn't an immediate explanation. But something had to have been causing it. It seemed that the galaxies were rotating at such a rate that gravity couldn't possibly have been holding them together. They should have been torn apart. The phenomenon was happening with galaxy clusters as well, leading to the idea that something else was working to keep it all together. Something altogether impossible to see. 
The thing is, this phenomenon was alluded to way before it was observed. Swiss astronomer Fritz Zwicky had discovered something in 1933. He noticed that the mass of all of the stars in the Coma Galaxy cluster provided only about 1% of the mass that was needed to keep the galaxies from escaping the gravitational pull of the cluster. He called this phenomenon missing mass because the required mass wasn't visible in the cluster. This phenomenon remained a mystery until the 1970s when American astronomers Vera Rubin and W. Kent Ford confirmed the existence of the extra mass by observing something similar. They were able to ascertain that the mass of visible stars in a typical galaxy was only worth about 10% of the mass required to keep the stars orbiting the centre of the galaxy. Adding to the observation, the speed with which something orbits the centre of a galaxy isn't directly related to its distance from the centre. Orbital velocity seems to be either constant or actually increases slightly with distance instead of dropping off as expected. To counter this, the mass of the galaxy inside the orbit has to increase linearly with the distance of the stars from its centre. No light can be seen from the inner mass, which seems odd. It's why we call it dark matter now. Eventually, there were three explanations. I'll go over them later. But we have an issue with dark matter. More is unknown about it than we know. We do know how much is there because we know how much it affects the expansion of the universe. But after that, it's a mystery. We know that roughly 68% of the universe is made of dark energy. Of that, about 27% is dark matter. Everything we've seen in the universe makes up less than 5% of it. Matter itself is roughly 30.6% of the universe's matter-energy composition. Only 0.5% of that is in the mass of the stars, and 0.03% of that is in the form of elements that are heavier than hydrogen. The rest is dark matter. We've found two types of dark matter so far. The first type makes up roughly 4.5% of the universe, and is made up of the same stuff we are. Protons, neutrons and atomic nuclei. These are also known as baryons. Mostly, baryonic dark matter is believed to exist as a gas inside and between galaxies. The baryonic component of the dark matter was determined by measuring the abundance of elements heavier than hydrogen that had been created in the first minutes after the Big Bang occurred. The dark matter that makes up the rest of the universe is non-baryonic and an unfamiliar form. The rate that galaxies and clusters formed in the early universe seems to suggest that non-baryonic non dark matter is non-relativistic or cold. This means that they're heavy and slow-moving particles. They also make up a major part of galaxies and clusters. An absence of light coming from the particles indicates that they're electromagnetically neutral too. These properties earned them the name WIMP. It's an acronym, 
meaning weakly interacting massive particles. The nature of these particles is currently unknown and doesn't fit with our known model of particle physics. There are possible extensions to our standard model though, which could mean that other particles may exist in the same way as dark matter. Efforts are underway to detect and measure WIMPs by witnessing their impact in a laboratory detector or by observing the annihilation of them colliding with each other. There is still hope that particle accelerators could help us to learn new things about the invisible particles that make up a large portion of our universe. Dark matter is an unseen particle that is a huge part of the universe, but there is almost nothing known about it due to its apparent invisibility. Of course, scientists are really interested in it and have theories about it. A leading hypothesis says that dark matter is made up of exotic particles that can't or don't interact with baryonic matter or even light but still exert a, a gravitational pull. Scientists at CERN are using the Large Hadron Collider in an attempt to generate dark matter particles so that they can study them. As of 2022, they've been unsuccessful. The issue with dark matter is that we know much more about what it isn't than we do about what it is. Observations show that there just isn't enough visible matter in the universe to make up what scientists think should be there. It also doesn't appear in dark clouds of baryonic matter. We can detect baryonic clouds because they absorb radiation. Dark matter is also not antimatter. Antimatter produces unique gamma rays and dark matter doesn't. They're also not actually galaxy-sized black holes. We can see those because of the concentration of matter that causes light to bend around it. Dark matter doesn't do that. However, there are still some viable possibilities. Baryonic matter could still be able to make up dark matter if it was tied to a brown dwarf or inside a small, dense chunk of heavy metal. These are called machos. Massive, compact halo objects. The issue with this is that most dark matter is non-baryonic and made up of wimps. Moving into the more mysterious dark energy. One theory for this involves Einstein's gravity theory, containing a cosmological constant. Einstein was one of the first people to suggest that dark space didn't consist of nothing and believed that with space's expansion, the empty space within that could possess its own energy. As space continues to expand, more of this energy would come with it, which should cause the universe to expand faster and faster. Nobody seems to understand why the cosmological constant should exist, nor do they understand why the value would be the exact number to cause an observable acceleration of the universe. Another possibility about how the universe acquires its energy comes from the quantum theory of matter. 
Using quantum theory, it suggests that empty space is actually full of virtual particles. These particles are temporary and continually form and disappear. Scientists have tried to work out how much energy this would give, but their calculations seem to have come out wrong by a large amount. Whether the answer was incorrect or not is unknown. If it was correct, then it's a huge amount of energy. Something that has been posited about dark energy is that it's an undiscovered kind of dynamical energy fluid or field that fills all of space. Its mere existence has an effect on the universe, an effect that is completely the opposite of that of matter and normal energy. Some theorists have named this quintessence after the fifth element that Greek philosophers spoke of. If this energy is actually quintessence, that's probably the only thing we know about it. We have no idea how it actually reacts and interacts with things, or why it even exists. The last theory of dark energy is that Einstein's theory of gravity is incorrect. This would affect the whole basis of our ideas about universal expansion, and our idea of why the matter in galaxies and clusters behave in the ways that they do. If this is the case, we would need to observe the behaviours of galaxies and clusters to figure it out again, and also come up with another theory of gravity. What kind of theory would there be? Would it correctly describe the movement of the bodies in our own solar system? And would that reflect the movement of the greater universe? Also, how would it give us a prediction for the expansion of the universe? There are already candidates for another major theory, but none of them are as compelling as Einstein's. Currently, there are no scientific answers to dark matter and energy, but groups of scientists are still looking into it to find some answers. The information from this episode came from the NASA article about dark energy and dark matter, the CERN article about dark matter, and the Britannica article about dark matter. The theories from this episode came from the NASA article and a National Geographic article called Dark Matter and Dark Energy. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the moment, and I'll explain some other bits in a second. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. I'm going to take um, a little break from releasing episodes. 
uh, I recently started a new job and need to settle into that and restart a routine. Um, it's more hours, which means that I'm at work more often, which means I've got less time to have a social life and get stuff done outside of work and also work on the podcast. So at the moment, I need to focus on sorting my time out so that I can effectively do this as a hobby as well. Um, it's probably only going to be a couple of weeks. Um, I do plan on releasing a main episode on Wednesday, December the 7th. Which gives me a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, I might end up stopping the two episode weeks and just alternate between main episodes and creature features. Unless I've already planned something specific for a certain date. Um, just so that I can get myself back into a place where I'm comfortable with the workload. But I've not decided on doing that yet. Um, yeah, ultimately I have to remember that this is a hobby. Although I would like it to be more, it's still just a hobby. And I have to focus on making sure that it fits with my full-time work whilst I am building this. So... that is it really until December so until December hold on I will be back with more episodes so just watch this space